Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, fun day here, August the 2nd, 2020. Hopefully this finds you staying safe and staying sweaty wherever you are at. We are going to jump into just a fun podcast episode today, running through some icebreaker questions with my wife, Heather Scott, as she's back on the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) You know, uh, limited on guest selection here these days. So, what are you trying to say? No, you're great, man. You're uh, you're you're our favorite guest for sure. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I came across this list. Uh, it's just like a a fun interview list, uh, like an icebreaker list. If you guys were to apply for a job or literally just you know do a Q and A, somebody probably something you do for fun or you did uh, honestly probably as a young kid. And uh, I just know. The world is a stressful place, always, but probably more so now for a lot of people than ever. And I know personally for me, just having some easy listening uh, in the background is uh, nice. So we're going to kind of just uh, run through these questions uh, of each other. And honestly, I don't know a lot of her answers, and she probably doesn't know a lot of mine. But hopefully give you guys something fun to listen to if you're driving your car or just doing some work around the house or, you know gutting through a terrible session on uh, the assault bike. But before I jump into that, real quick reminder, our 47-day transformation is open for enrollment, and we are taking people for the next 13 days here in about six hours. Again, you guys, it's our flagship uh, transformation program. It's very heavily layered in personal development. Obviously, we give you workouts Monday through Friday to just kind of melt your face off, and we go deep on the nutrition aspect of it. And really, it's a lifestyle program to help people who really want to make a transformation from the inside out. So uh, it's very detailed. It's fun. You know, it's as fun as obviously, you know, we can make it. But uh, the website, 47daytransformation.com, if you guys are interested, I can probably hook you up with a small podcast discount code to make it a little bit easier for you to join us. And I promise you, I'll you know pour my 100% effort into it to uh, make it the best experience for you guys digitally, no matter where you are at. So if you've got questions, hit me up. Otherwise, that is going down here in about 13 days. We'll close the enrollment. The actual kickoff date is August the 17th. And we'll go from there. So without further delay, we're going to jump into this little series of what we call like, what's your favorite questions? And the first one is, what's your favorite personal position and why? You want me to go? Yes, I told you, you go first. <laughs> okay, so does this? if this counts, I would say our dog, JC for sure. Which is what I will say too. Yeah, if that counts as a personal position, just for the fact of, and if anybody asks why, I'm like, have you ever had a dog before? Uh, Especially during this time, I feel like they come in really handy because they just like make you happy every single day. And when you pet them, what is it? Release in your body? All the... Like oxytocin or something? Yeah, Am all I the right? chemicals and the... All the feels that you get when you are holding a little baby. It's like drugs. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like I want to bite my dog's ears because like, I know that sounds weird, but I like want to just eat her up. It's just crazy. So if I had a pick, that's by I say it all the time. I go by far the best. Pur- I said it last night, didn't I? By far the best purchase uh, we've ever made. Right. Is that dog? A dog oh, costs. For sure. A dog costs us fifty bucks. What else have we bought that is that amazing for fifty dollars? Basically, it says petting a dog 
or giving you know a dog cuddles can release a number of feel-good hormones in humans including serotonin prolactin and oxytocin so there you have it folks so yeah street you don't science. have a dog go get one uh yeah i would recommend it for and sure and i personally i feel very strongly about rescuing dogs because there's so many that need homes and we rescued ours and she's really turned out to be such a a blessing in her life yes she off the reservation we got her she was a yeah one it was of, a rescue that takes all the dogs stray dogs off of the reservation tribal land because there's so many um that are wandering around there that really have no place to go and some of them even get trapped. Uh, I was actually talking to a neighbor that they were they saw some dogs on the reservation land, puppies trapped in the canal system over there. So it's like the deep canals that they're stuck in. Wow. So it's really helpful when these organizations come in and save them and then put them up for adoption. I mean, for 50 bucks, man, a lifetime worth of yeah. fulfillment, I'll put it that way, and sleeps next to us every single night, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the dog for sure. Next one. What was your favorite class in school? I mean, PE for sure. I knew you would say that. Like, what else? I sucked at. Uh, well, if I if if PE is too bland, if I, I would say PE too. <laughs> yeah, like I hate no, I hate school. I hated everything about it. Like I just I had anxiety. I didn't even know what anxiety was. That was the original. Now that I'm older and I understand it, like I had anxiety every Sunday. I, got, I had anxiety too. I got sick every Sunday. Even though I feel like school was pretty easy for me overall and I didn't study a lot, I just did not like going to class and I thought it was just kind of wasting my time some of the classes, but um yeah, I didn't I don't like any of it. I'll I'll put it like when I went to the public school, we would take, I don't know if people still do this, probably not, we would take like a metals class and like mm-hmm. a woods class, and you would learn how to make shit. Yeah, any of the hands-on type of classes were more fun. Because I thought it was useful. Yeah. Because we made like, what did I make? I made a clock, and I made a bench. My mom still has it, and I guess but I'm at their house. It's pretty dope. It wasn't until college that I started to enjoy some of my classes, like, because I actually had an interest in learning about business and marketing and sales and all that so that's when I started to really pay attention (laughs) what's your favorite class in college more of like the business marketing classes see like I didn't like anything I took a golf class Mm -hmm. and a bowling class we had one class (laughs) where you basically had to learn how to run a whole whole entire hotel and so that was it was hard but I feel like I at least got something out of it no I mean I think when you can see things that are applicable to real life it's more fun but when you can't you know make the connections like I remember I took a class called so amazing where we we sewed a pillow Mm -hmm. and a pair of boxers but like (laughs) I mean and it was fine but I'm like what what the hell do I need to know that for like I'm not gonna sew stuff I don't I mean one class is not enough for like a level of even competency let alone mastery and I don't got a sewing machine I did like food science and nutrition Uh, that was really good for me to learn and it's part of obviously what I'm interested in today with having the business that we have I wonder if you went through it again like how much of it would be horseshit Mm -hmm. and how much of it would be like Useful. Apple, applicable. Yeah. Applicable. 
<laughs> trying to sound smart. Number three, where is the last place you went for the first time? Oh, gosh. I've been really going a lot of places these days. I guess the Orchards Canyon. I have... Yeah, Orchards Canyon would be and somewhere that, in And Canada. that hike we did, too, wherever that is. Yeah, the hike Broken Arrow in Sedona was a new hike that we've never done before. So that was really cool. Well worth it. That's Other than that, I've been... Basically uh... <laughs> the extent of my travels the last six months. We really got to figure out something. Hopefully. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm no, a little stir crazy over here. You know, it's. I think everybody is. If yeah. you're at home, you're doing your part, but probably ready to pull your hair out here. Number four, do you have a personal hero? I don't. Really, I don't. I don't like. I don't. That's just a weird. Thing. I know. That's always a tough question. There's a lot of people that I mentors. That I think are great. Almost consider them friends. Most of them, basically. But there's a lot of collective individuals I think are good traits. But I don't look at any like one person like, oh, that person's my hero. Because we're all messed up, man. We all mm-hmm. got our own issues and shit. I think when you can find people that are like in your same arena of life that are, you know, you can look up to them in certain areas, but then they also look up to you in certain areas. I like that dynamic better than yeah. just looking for to somebody for answers because it just doesn't seem. I agree. I don't even know how to really answer that one. I mean, you could have said me. I mean, that would have... You know, I thought about it, but then I was like, well, he's going to get a big head, so... No. Just say your amazing husband. That would work. No, I will say you you are my hero. You do a lot of things better than me, so we're in the... We're in that... We're let's in that. just say we're each other's heroes because yes. we help each other out in life. We're the only... That's all we got, bro. It's me <laughs> and you. Especially during this time. We're on an island together. Just <laughs> hanging out. Number five, what are you currently reading? I thought you were answering first. What am I currently reading? On my Audible, I do have the Breathe book. Uh, what is it? James Nestor is on here. I am listening to uh, Atomic Habits again for like the second time. I have Tribes by Seth Godin on there right now. And there's one other one that's open, I think. Those are the top three that I've been listening to on top of podcasts right now. I just finished Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which was really good. Um, I just listened to it on audio. And then earlier I listened to Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. And um, a couple of anti-racism books, too. So that was really educational. Do you listen to one at a time or multiple at a time? Usually I'll stick with one at a time. Sometimes I'll have two going, um, which, yeah, I'm not done with a couple. But Just curious. Depending on the mood I'm in, then I'll, like, tweak it to the book. And any podcasts you're into? Yeah, I haven't actually, like, recently. Or mostly books. Almost 30 podcasts is really good. They have, um, they have a wide variety of different topics and guest speakers um i do like kelly levesque's be well podcast um and ed milet and i like um obviously rachel hollis yeah i have quite a few on here um you have a deep library yeah 
Mine's much more primitive, but that's what I'm into at the moment. But again, I've done some. But if you guys want book recommendations, just ask. We've done a podcast on it before, but uh, oh, I started listening to Michelle Obama's podcast. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, she just started one. Who was her first guest? Barack. It was. Of course. It was really good. He, dude, I have this all the time. But regardless of what you believe politically, like that's this is not the the channel for that. Mm -hmm. But like, he speaks very well. I mean, and they have such a great dynamic in the relationship, and they just seem like great equal partners, and just. I don't know them, but they seem like just great, genuine people. I mean, I'll <laughs> say, like, I've never seen a dude, like, a president, like, speak as well as him. I'll mm-hmm. give him that, man. He, and he's funny. Yeah. He's a lot of humor to him. And he's relatable in some he ways. Drinks beer, plays basketball. Seems like a good dude. <laughs> Number, where am I here? Number six. What's the most memorable vacation you've ever taken? you got to answer that first. Gosh, that's a tough one because... We've had so many great vacations. <laughs> True. I would say the honeymoon, because it's your honeymoon in Bora Bora, it's celebrating your marriage, so an exotic destination, on overall, overwater bungalow. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. But is the intercontinental not closed? I think Marea. the one in Maria. That's yeah. sad. That was my, fa- sad. That's my favorite... That's my favorite hotel. I would call it a hotel room, but it's like your own house. Beach cabin. Beach yeah. house. Because, like, that was my favorite place I've stayed in terms of, like, the structure itself. Because it's like your own casita, right? Mm. And then the doors open up. You have your own deck, which opens up to your own beach. And then the water. And then they had the uh, dolphin stuff not too far down. But just the room itself was amazing. That was dope. But if I had to go, that's your most memorable vacation? Yeah, what's yours? We are on your phone right now, so I was wondering what yours. Well, I was actually, yeah, it was it. That was amazing because it had the Dolphin Center right in front of our room, and you could see every day the dolphins flipping up in the air, and it was just so cool. Um, but gosh, I loved I love all of our trips, but I think maybe that was the, the most memorable ride from the boat to the hotel ever. <laughs> yeah, because we get. So, like, here's how it works. I'm going to show the story really quick. So, you fully fly into... Tahiti. Well, we did a ghetto stock because we didn't have any money. So, we flew from here to L.A. Then we had to change airlines. To Air Tahiti. So, we flew from L.A. to Tahiti. Then you get on a boat from Tahiti to Marea. Then you get on a plane from Marea to Bora Bora. Mm-hmm. But then once we got dropped off, we were... Like, not staying at the St. Regis. Like, so we didn't have any money. So we stayed at, like, the lower level place. Which, like, all the... When you arrive at the airport, all the fans, like, the really nice resorts have their own... Boat. Like, charter boats to take you. And we had to ride this basically, like, city bus to take us to our local resort. So we get off, though, and I'm like, what do we get? He's like, oh, no, your your shuttle's going to come pick you up. And the shuttle was like a... A truck slash van, kind of, and the back of it was open. So then we sit down on these seats, and I think this guy's gonna take us into the jungle and kill us, and so we'll be on unsolved mysteries because he's like just driving. We don't know where we yeah, are. Right? They're all like sweet French what Polynesian did you, people. And yeah. And what did you think when he stopped at the well, high school? Well, I was school? confused. I was like, "Where are we going?" He yeah. stopped at a high school. 
He picked up some kids. Some kids I got know, in the people back. going to work and we're like, oh, is this the right shuttle? And then he dropped us off at the hotel. And I was like, oh, God. But that was an, it was an amazing trip. But if I had to say most memorable uh, vacation, uh, Italy. I knew you'd say that. For which sure. The Amalfi Coast. and To me, it was because like, there's a lot of most places like I don't really care to see. I don't mean it like negatively, but I'm like, I like to go see them, but I never really thought about it. That's not how my brain works. But, like, to be in the Coliseum, I always thought would be yeah. super cool. Like, if you've ever watched Gladiator or learned anything about it whatsoever, then you're like, holy shit. Like, I'm standing in the Coliseum, too, just like these guys used to do. And they built this thing, which surreal. still blows my mind. And, like, you used to just, they'd have basically the original UFC, but to the death in there with people, which is super badass. No, it is my one of my all-time favorite trips. Because Rome is, I mean, obviously it's touristy, but it's like, it's super cool. There's so much, so History. many unique things to see there. And then if you mix in, we stayed in Sorrento down the Amalfi Coast. Like, it was a great, I mean. And I, then you going to Capri and Positano and spending days on the beach was just like heaven. And the pizza. And the food. Yeah. Out of all the places, my favorite's going to Italy. Um, it's not even close. Yeah, I I want to go back because I've gone with my girlfriends and you, and I think we need to do another trip and do eventually when we can, when they let Americans in. Just dirty Americans. Um, it, like southern Italy, I would love to do Sicily and uh, Sardinia. But I and, think when we went, I ate pizza and gelato and drank beer every day. Every single day. It was amazing. And I think I like wine, gelato, and probably either pizza. I, don't, I mean, we ate pasta too, but pizza yeah. is our favorite. Yeah. Lemoncello. Yeah. The whole thing. And just the bread. The bread with like the olive oil. And... You know, it's a great Ugh, place. I, miss I, it highly, so much. I highly recommend it to anybody. I'm really hungry. Right if you now. ever get a chance to go, go. We could order pizza later. I'm we hungry could. right now. Uh, number seven. What's your favorite movie? It always comes down to, goes back to Pretty Woman. I'm a hopeless romantic, I guess. It is a good movie. I'm not going to debate that. Um, for me, it's American Psycho. Uh, Christian Bale. I actually have a little so poster good. up on our wall here. He has like a Superman crush on Christian Bale. Is he not like the most talented dude of all time? He's talented. I mean, it's I amazing. He's like the most talented. You know a better actor than him? Yeah. Who? I don't know right now. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I don't know right now. Like what? Maybe Denzel? I don't know. There's a lot of great actors. Christian Bale was Patrick Bateman. He was Batman. I know. I love Batman. The Fighter. I mean, dude, he's in mm-hmm. like he is like a shapeshifter. He's what's amazing. What's that other movie? He's with, in Vice. Um, he was Dick Cheney. What's that other movie with Scarlett he, Johansson? He was in The Prestige. Yeah. Yes. I like that movie. He's amazing in that too. He's a pimp, dude. But yeah, uh, Pretty Woman and American Psycho. Can't get much more different than that. <laughs> one's a love story, one's about a serial killer. There you go. Number explains a lot. Number eight. Who was your favorite teacher when you were young and why? Well, I would say Mrs. Favalio because she, um, she was, was, she, was amazing. She really? Was she really? Yes. Oh, I don't know if you're just saying She that. was one of my favorite teachers in fourth grade and... Um, it turns out that my older sister married her son, so we basically are like family, but and have been like family for years. But yeah, she was just made it so fun, and it was so 
easy to learn from her. And, what grade? Um, she's a strong female leader that eventually became, you know, principal to like superintendent level. So maybe that's why I gravitated towards her because she's a badass. What grade was it? Fourth grade. Fourth. Nice. Yeah. I would say the one and only Mike Costello. Well, because it says when you were young, so I didn't know how young. Yeah. Well, I think anything under 18 is young, right? Yeah. I would say Kaz. Kaz used to be my basketball coach my senior year of high school, but he was also the English teacher. And I would have these assignments of like writing poems, but basically I would take the bones of these poems from rap songs so like ice cubes like today was a good day or just like tupac like art of war just random shit and then i would hand those in his assignments and he was cool with it i for high school it was mr ganley he was just um such a funny he had a way of teaching where he could make you laugh even though it was boring subjects like history and like politics and he would like we'd learn about the government and um he just was always happy always positive and I think that just can completely make or break you know your day as a kid so for sure you've met Kaz before and he was like into sports and was one of the coaches too so yeah I only oh I'm forgetting Mr. Fredrickson too he was it's just one teacher, not three. <laughs> it's just one. You can't have eight favorite yeah. teachers. This is one. You've met Kaz. Yeah. You've been at the bar with him. He's great. Great mentor for Drinking you. Drinking booze. Yeah. I will say that. Like, on two notes, one, he's the same guy who you can go to the bar with and get shit-faced now that we're older. And he also would send me, like, check-in messages in college and be like, what's up, trick daddy? And that's, I'm not exaggerating. He would write that in the email bodies and the text bodies. This is a grown man writing this to me at 18. That's why he's amazing. But no, if uh, if he was not around, I don't know if I would be talking to a lot of you guys today. So he is a wild man for sure, and he can hoop. He can play ball. But uh, yeah, give me a lot of great life advice. And so I don't think you would have gone off to college if it wasn't for him helping you get there. I mean, I probably would have went just because of sports. Well, scholarship, but, but who knows? If I would have be six. kept it on the right path. I said all the time, the fact that like I'm just even talking here is a miracle. But yeah, so he would be it for sure. A, because Why? he was Why? Super- because you're just a wild boy. Well, you think about this. Like, how many times like you've gotten to a car doing such dumb shit, and like if that car gets pulled over in that moment... I know. Like, do you not... Or, or if that car crashes or any of those things happen, like... What's the ramifications of you just being in that vehicle? And your life can just completely yeah. shift in a whole different direction. And like now that I look back on it, there was like 50 of those instances where it's just like you're you're flipping the coin just trying to be lucky. Like someone was watching over yeah. you. Yeah. Where it's like, again, just making horrible, horrible choices. So anyways, he is a, a huge part of me not being such a complete train wreck as I slowly get out of high school there. So appreciate that, Kaz. Uh, number nine. What superpower would you like to have? I mean, I always want to be Batman, but... (laughs) That's not a superpower. He's just rich. Hey, well... He's just rich. He's really strong, and he's... That's not a superpower. He, yes, he saves everybody in the city. (laughs) Do you know what superpowers are? Okay, then flying. 
That's it. That's a super Batman. You've never seen like the new DC version where like he meets the Flash kid and the Flash kid goes, "What's your superpower?" and he goes, "I'm rich." Because that's it. He's just a normal dude. He's just a billionaire. Albeit that's damn near close to a superpower. Uh, I would say healing. If you had the power to like heal people, I would do that for sure. Heal broken bones. Oh, that's a good one. Cancer. Yeah. Anything. Cure COVID your bullshit. Your answer's better. Boom. Boom. Mic drop, son. Uh, yeah, stop COVID. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but I just thought that would be the coolest thing ever. Flying would be dope too. Being invisible would be cool. Any of those things. And also creepy. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to be it for like that. Like, I mean, like watching people and yeah, you're like they no. don't know you're there. No, I wouldn't want to do it for that. I would just <laughs> want to like be able to go places and like see cool shit, but not have anybody know I was there, like a concert or something. Or like a sporting event. Why? Is there like concerts that you'd be embarrassed to go to? No. You know what I'm saying? Like I could just, I don't want to pay for the front row, like the Lakers game, but I could just be there, you know, when I'm playing 10 grand to watch LeBron. No. <laughs> Gotta save some money. So I want to be invisible. I'm thrifty. Yeah. And then I could like walk into the bank, steal a couple bucks. I could do a lot of cool shit. I could help people too. I'll play a lot of tricks on people as well. No, not like some creepy pedophile shit. I'm not into that. It's gross. <laughs> Next one. What's your favorite section in the bookstore or library, if that still like exists? Or I guess I would phrase it your favorite genre of books that you're into or listen to. Mine's got to be like the personal development stuff. I don't think I have a bigger section yeah. inside. Like I do listen to a lot of health-related books. And business. But... Ours are kind of the same, personal de- development, health, business, mine more maybe geared towards like female authors, like female leaders. But when I look through like my list of books here, I have a lot of like unmindfulness, like a lot about, you know, extreme ownership, uh, then valuable laws of growth, like real stuff that's, it's all to me, if you, you know, have your mind wrapped around like who you are and what you want to do and what's important. I think that helps with everything. That's why I spend the most time listening to those books and because I like them the most. But there's a lot of finance books in here too. Uh, but yeah, I think the personal development section is probably the biggest one just because I'm a fan of making yourself, you know, the best person you can be. So we'll move on to these questions. This is just little personal brand questions here. Number one, which season fits your personality best spring summer fall winter and why summer for me for sure because why Why is that heather i love the warm weather i love that you're able to be outside except here it's like really hot but it's a dry heat though you can still escape (laughs) usually um up north or in a normal world we usually are at our favorite summer destinations like southern california or um, Minnesota, or Oregon, Washington. So uh, for me, it's like because I'm able to do so many activities and be outside in nature and all the memories tied with summertime from camping or um, just playing in the pool and seeing my family or spending time with friends. I, I feel like it just, it's such a great even though I've always worked during the summer, it's the first time I've never worked uh, since college, I guess. Or no, since high school. I've always worked in summertime, even in high school. But you didn't have, didn't have to go to school, though. Yeah. Which made it awesome. But I've never had this much time off. Um, no. 
as an adult. But my point is, is like usually it kind of slows down. You have more of a break. You can take more vacation. And it just is like how I feel so strongly and passionate about how you should really be living your life is being present, doing the things you love. Obviously, you have to like make money in order to do those things. <laughs> but it depends how much you know, nice. But if how you nice set yourself stuff, up yeah. and you live a certain way, you can have the freedom to do so. Um, so that's my answer. I would say summer too, and, and normal. I mean, here it's different. If you said just in Arizona, like springtime, because spring is yeah. like su- spring is like summer here, like compared to other places. But yeah, as a kid, summer for sure. A you didn't have to be in school. You could stay up super late. You could hang out with your friends. You play sports and video games all day. It was dope. Uh, and I just I always how's summer. How's this summer for you as an adult? This summer, um, let me put this nicely. Uh, this summer sucks shit, everybody. Um, <laughs> this whole spring and summer can just get. Bent. How great was our summer last year? Oh, I need amazing. to stop thinking about it, but like. Well, I don't look at it. You will look at it and be like sad. I know. I look at it and I'm like, well, I'm happy we got to do all that. Right. And it was great to take the trips like to San Diego and Orange County and Minnesota and everywhere was awesome. I mean, we even like to, you know, Star or not Star Pass, uh, Dove Mountain, like those places. Like it was just, we did everything. We went, we did so much stuff. Like it was awesome. I know. Bend. <sighs> Yeah, and now it sucks. Um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not as fun. But I'm like, I said it earlier. It was we're just talking. I'm like, if this is the the season of life I have to live in to to make everything be the way I need it to be after this, you know, shit show is over, I, I'm happy to do it. But yeah, this summer is will not go down on the list of my favorite summers. It'll be one of the most memorable. memorable humbling yeah it's very much teaching me the lessons of like wow i'm so grateful for everything i have and everything i've been able to do in my life and now that i don't have those luxuries really right now it's um really it gives you perspective i'm just learning yeah a lot more and gives me perspective on life and um what you need to value and what's important yeah i um I didn't think I could work any harder this summer than I did last summer, but yeah. here we are, and <laughs> it's like even more work. But um, but I'm, wait, I mean the gym's closed. You haven't like you don't need to. You haven't been working. God. That's like what the normal person thinks. It would be but. amazing if that was the case, but it's like I don't even know like how you would enjoy a a vacation like in the setting as it is and and how everything's going so. But, uh, yeah, I'm just doing uh, the best we can. But, yeah, typically uh, summer is the time that I love and enjoy the most. Even this summer, I'm making the best of it, best we can. Like, I'm thankful we have a pool, for sure. Otherwise, it would be 800 degrees, and I'd be just sweating my face off nonstop. So, but, yeah, typically, you know, summer would be it, and that's uh, what I enjoy the most. Next one, um, what would a title of your autobiography be? I think someone. That's really hard to answer. If you had a name for it. One love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would call it. I remember BJ one time I asked him that question. He said, 
uh, it'd be called In Between Meals, because all he does is think about eating. I don't know why Bob Marley and, like, reggae songs, because I love them so much, but that just popped in my head. I was going to say, like, crazy or something for you. That's so rude. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you should see your face right now. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear yours. Uh, OCD. <laughs> yeah, that's actually spot on. How, <laughs> how did how to deal with being OCD? Well, when you're with a crazy life of Jeremy Scott, when you're with a crazy person like Heather, <laughs> it's um, it's what you do. You just you try to control. What you can control. That's a tough one. one. Do you collect anything? Collect? Yeah. No. I'm trying to think. Um, hats, maybe. You do. For I have sure. a lot of hats. I used to love, um, I still have a ton of baseball cards at my... Do you remember Pogs? Yeah. <laughs> I used to collect Pogs. And the Slammers. Mm-hmm. I thought, no offense, I thought Pogs were like dorks. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. It was like, Pogs were like nerdy. It was like you played Pogs and like hacky sack and like played magic cards. Like it's because I grew up in the Northwest. I'm a hippie. It's weird. It's like that Portland. <laughs> and I is... listen to reggae. No, reggae, is, I'm down with that. Like, you know, smoke a J, listen to some Bob Marley. Like, I can down <laughs> with that. But like the Pogs, that's as, I never understood the point. Like, you stacked them up, and then you threw a slammer. Yeah, like, it's really weird. I don't even understand the rules. I just liked, honestly, the the creativity and all the different kinds to collect. They're like Garbage Pail Kids. Like, I had Hawaiian ones. Do you remember Garbage Pail Kids? They're like the cards. No, only dorks. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't. Okay, stop. <laughs> no, I was saying. <laughs> now I'm gonna have a laughing attack. <laughs> my water. All right, guys, we're back. We had a pause for a second because Heather had a laughing attack. You had a laughing attack. Then I started having one. And you and slam then... your headphones down on the ground. But I, I'm sorry, but I took some water down and it's it went down the wrong tube it's like amateur over here today and then i started choking so i took off my headset anyways before i was interrupted by your unprofessionalism oh i God. used to collect basketball cards i still have a lot of them at my old man's house and a lot of little, little michael jordan action figures i think those things are worth a lot of money actually i used to collect briar horses <laughs> they're like these um horse figurines <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Do you still have them? No. And then I used to collect Barbies. Well, my mom technically did. She would always get like the special edition Barbies. And you guys still have them? we'd pick them up. I don't know. I don't know if they're like in the attic or if she sold them or... She had so many. I should ask her. She had so many of them. I know. Cause people like the are... holiday Barbies and like the just the fancy special edition ones. I know I do have a lot of stuff at his place, though. A lot of legit, like, action figures that aren't even open in the box. I think they'll be worth money someday. Maybe that's my retirement plan. Where am I at here? Number four, what aspect of your personality adds the most value to the world? You go. Um, I will say this. Uh, I do have a lot of empathy for other people and their situation and their circumstance. While I can't, like, feel what everybody feels directly... 
I think if I have a skill, that probably would be it, just because I can, maybe because of how I grew up and things that I've seen and what I've like been through in my own life and the fact that I've done this for so long, I get to see so many people here and I hear everybody's stories here. And what I mean is like, I get to hear people here who from the outside, maybe it looks like they have everything and everything's figured out and they're rich and they live here and they drive this, but their life sometimes behind that doesn't really reflect it. And there is sadness to that. And there is depression and everybody does have a story. And that's like the one thing maybe I've learned and just having, you know, the people in my life that I've met over the years, the David Jacks, the world, whatever, that can be like, hey, just because one thing looks a certain way, it isn't. So I do think if I have anything, a personality trait, that's the one thing I do have because I'm a, you know, I'm a more serious, harder individual, I guess I would phrase myself that way. But I do have this like emotional connection to humans when I hear them, I'm like, man, that sucks. Like I feel bad for people like I genuinely do like it's hard for me to shake it's why I can't watch the news it's why I can't watch certain tv shows because it just makes me feel you feel on a whole different whole heightened level and you're not just one of those people that hears someone say oh my family member just passed away and you're like you feel bad in the moment but then like you forget about it you know 20 minutes later you're the type of person that will carry that throughout your whole day or even into multiple days thinking about it yeah it's a great gift but it's like a shitty one Mm -hmm. at the same time so i guess if there's one personality trait i guess that would be it i don't know how to answer this one so what do you think my great personality trait is um you know you try to i don't know if he calls personality trait you try to give people the best experience like when they come to visit us or they're around us or they're, you know, if if a friend comes to town or a friend, you try to, to give them the best time possible, you know? Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it's not talking like, you know, you know, planning activities and things like that, but you just try to make it fun for them, like that they enjoyed the minute that they got there to the minute that they left. You're trying to be, not a people pleaser, I don't want to put it that no, way. No, it's, but. I just want everyone to have a good time and make the the best of their if it's a vacation it needs to be like memorable and enjoyable and but not just I think not just vacation but well and what you do and most people do this like here's what you here's a difference because I've seen you do it a million times like people will go places and then somebody will set up a vacation like it whether it's like your family or your friends but they'll do it that's skewed towards them right like so hey we've planned all this stuff for you but Mm -hmm. yet they didn't ask you shit and they just planned it really for themselves and you're just tagging along where you'll do it and you're like hey here's all the things we can do what do you think looks the most fun and the dopest and then you let them decide and you make it for them Mm -hmm. which most people selfishly do it the other way yeah i want that's a good point yeah i'm really good at that so (laughs) But it's a skill, man. Most people don't have it. And it takes time and effort and energy. I feel like I try to do that with, like, your own celebrating your... Any sort of celebration or time that we can be together or even if it's, like, we've planned something to hang out with friends and I always like to take a poll and make sure everyone's going to enjoy it. Well, you're, like, you're an experienced person. Yeah. That's why when you talk about material things, sometimes it's 
I know. I get it blows my mind by that like, stuff because you don't. I'm not saying we all care about things, material stuff. Right. You will. I get my it. biggest high out of yes. making memories, either for myself, with you, with family, with friends. Like that's what truly makes me feel alive, and it's like everything. I'm living, and I'm giving, and I'm trying to. Um, just make sure everyone's having a great time and having fun and just that's what life's all about. That is life. Like I, know. I don't know what else. Yeah. That's all there is. Yeah. Number 5. What's a skill you learned when you were young that you still use today? To listen. You learned that? Oh, like a skill. You you listen well? What? <laughs> Well, it's funny to me because I asked what skill you learned when you were young that you used to use today, and you said listen, and then I asked it, and then you weren't listening. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like I'm a really good listener. Maybe not with you, but everyone yeah, else. Yeah, it's weird, though. Like, why would you listen to me, of all people? I think listening is a great, powerful <laughs> skill. Agree. Um, I guess I would say hard work, probably. And just being not being an asshole. Like, yeah, I... I feel like I've always tried to be kind to everybody at a young age, like even in elementary school, middle school, high school, I always stuck up for the underdog that maybe was going to get picked last, you know, playing sports or the person that was getting bullied in the hallways. I always would stand up for them. Um, So, yeah, I think that just makes you a great person in life and to always help help others yeah there's certain things that you i guess learn at any age that just carry through your whole life being a good listener being a nice human working hard very simple stuff i think if you do that you can do i just need to learn not to complain <laughs> <sighs> yeah you do complain um a lot depends on the day we all do it, man. You need to learn not to be so OCD. <laughs> yes, please rewire my brain for me and tell me how not to be something that's just ingrained in you. This is what it is. Doing my best here. Number, this is deep dive questions. We'll go through these four and we'll get you guys out of here. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this nothing but random talking shit podcast. Number one, what's something you have believed earlier in your career but you think about differently now? Well, that's a great one. Drop it on me. Let's say that you think when you graduate college, you're going to get a job in corporate America, and they're really going to care. I have to be careful with what I say here, because I have some emotions right now with my current career situation. My point is, is like you never know what's going to happen, and things can just be taken away, so... Don't make don't make your career your whole life is what I'm trying to say. And because it can completely be taken away. And if that's all you've really focused on in your life, then you've lost out on a lot of what life is all about. I think that's a great one. Yeah. And I'll say this, like I think your company, like many others, is And they a, definitely care about us. Is a good company. It's just to work out of for. their control with they everything got, going on. You know. They got the shaft hard on this one, and there's nothing they can... And here's what I would say to people who, if you work for a giant company, 
I'm not saying the company doesn't care about you because I think generally they do. But what you have to understand as a employee is that the machine has to keep moving. Right. Because if the machine doesn't exist, you don't exist, and neither does everybody else in the machine. I say that because, you know, I'm here in a warehouse. We have a super small team of people, and what we do, I'm like, but if I cease to exist, nobody else here exists either. And that's where these big companies have very tough decisions. And I, I'm sure a lot of them could do it better. Some do it great. Some do it terrible. But they have to look out what's best for the organization. Yeah. And a lot of times that comes as a casualty of the people who are in it, which is terrible. And that's why I always say the skill set. And people say, well, I worked somewhere for 15 years and now it's it's sad. And, you know, I, I wasted my time. Like, well, you didn't waste your time. They paid you money. Hopefully some of that money you paid off debts and you invested some of it. But you got a skill set. And you probably met a network of people. Built and you probably got relationships. some great experiences yeah. too. So they paid for you to have an amazing, you know, work trips and events that you've got to attend and, and all you, those things. You learned skills. And those yeah. are your skills, not the company's. Those are yours now that are transferable to other mm-hmm. places. Uh, if I would say anything that I believe earlier in my career that I think differently now, probably when I first started, I just thought it was about... Again, I didn't do this to make money. I really didn't. I just didn't want to hate my my life during the week. But the one thing I thought earlier was, you know, I thought certain people were crushing it and I wanted to be like them. And then you get in the circle and you realize like they're not crushing it in the way that you thought they were. And you don't want to be like those people at all. And I guess the takeaway from that for anybody listening, if you're going to do a job, don't just do it for money unless you really are money driven and you want stuff. That's fine. That's just not who I am. And so early in my career, I would equate, you know, when I'm 22, 23, 24, 25, if you make a lot of money, you're super successful. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that to be true at all. I think you're financially successful if you make a lot of money, but that does not mean you're happy. It does not mean you have influence or impact and that you even enjoy your life in the slightest. And I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make is that I'm going to graduate college or I'm going to change careers or I'm going to do something and I'm automatically going to make this amount of money. A, you're in the roughest job market that we've probably seen in you know 50 years, but do things that fulfill you on a financial level for sure but also internally because I think if you just are just chasing dollars and you hate everything else about it the mission the work-life balance the schedule you'll be fucking miserable and there's not enough money in the world that can like fix that or replace that and that's where it's like being a part of our business here in the community in person and online has really helped me over the years because it truly is about helping others being there for other people and making them um, a part of something that they can feel good about themselves. They can learn to be healthier and happier. And I think that's just so important in life and to have a fulfilling life. And that's where it's like, because I worked a corporate job that I liked, but I still felt like I was missing something, like there was a void I was trying to fill. And this over the years as I've gotten more involved has really helped me feel like more of a purpose and a passion where I can I can be there for other people and um, in return it's very rewarding yes and you get to do some of the fun stuff right which is nice number two is there 
a certain person that has inspired your work? My work. <laughs> I mean, it, work ethic in general or what you do day to day. If I would say people, I mean, if you want to go like old school, like my old man for sure, because the dude is insane. So he worked his ass off his whole life. So I can't deny that that is influenced. Even if he never told me a single thing, it would be just you see people work hard. And you're like, well, shit, that's how, that's how you get stuff as you work. And if you don't work, you don't get anything. It's pretty much how we grew up at our house. But um, outside of that, you know, the guys who I'm friends with, the the BJ Gadours of the world, the David Jacks of the world, just, you know, two different ideologies there of how you go about stuff, but definitely learned a ton from both of them. And I'm like, I, you know, become great friends with both guys and you see how they operate in, you know, two different lanes. And you're like, okay, this is what, you know, mastery, you know, of a craft looks like. This is what helping people looks like. This is what doing something more than just sharing exercise looks like. And that's why, like, when you see, and a lot of you guys listening know, because you listen to all the stuff we put out, like, the amount of time we pour into a lot of these programs, and not just, like, but even just the video content alone, like, we don't just slop together some shit. Like, we're trying to create the best experience for everybody to make people as healthy and happy as possible. And so, like, my old man and, like, DJ and BJ are people who have influenced the way that I at least go about it. Yeah, for me, it'd be like my grandparents and my parents for just always supporting me with my my goals and uh, just being there. And they're they're all hardworking people, and um, that just always was inspiring to me. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. Number three, what's your proudest accomplishment? I think moving away from everything I ever knew. So first, like going away to college, which it was only six hours away from where I grew up, but then moving out, getting a job um, and moving out to Arizona completely on my own right after I graduated and taking a job opportunity was a game changer. I think it just, I would always wonder what if, like what could be. And I'm just glad that I had, at that age, the drive or the, what would you say, it was like almost a feeling or a... I don't know how how do you describe it, but you just, you know... if You, you have to if act you, on it. If you stay where you're at... It was like in my heart. Like yeah. I, in my heart, I knew I had intuition. to... Intuition. Yeah, my intuition and... I just felt like, okay, if I don't do this and take this opportunity and try a whole new state, a whole new type of lifestyle, and I think I'll just truly regret it because I can always move back. I can always make a change, but I think right now I have nothing holding me back. So I might as well take this opportunity to create my own life, and I just am so happy I did that. I figured you would have said marrying me was your proudest accomplishment. Oh, jeez. You know, that's pretty epic. I am <laughs> proud of that. To be serious, in all seriousness, I'm very proud of marrying you and what the type, and going off of that, just the life that we've created. Yes, us together. We met, gosh, like right after college in our 20s, and we've built this whole life together. It's just so, <laughs> when I look back, it's just. It's 
pretty amazing because we were like complete strangers from completely different worlds and then we just figured it out <laughs> just hooked up and here we are oh, so many years later uh yeah if i had say anything it'd be the community of people and not just like here but digitally in the whole world of people who um who listen to the stuff that we do here and you know follow the the, the programs and share in the exercises we do and just share the same ideologies about life and the community that we've created and i've been able to meet you know hundreds of really cool people which most people after the age of you know probably 25 don't get to do anything like that and so a lot of the people who have walked through the doors here in the past decade plus are like you know i consider them friends and people that i'm proud to know and to have hung out with and i'm i'm happy to have connected them you know not just me but like how it's added so much to our life yeah like where jeremy williams knows jeff and like you know jeff little knows dennis you know and like all these people become connected which is pretty cool it's like our family yeah um the just you know the family that we don't have that physically here yeah and you get to meet like just unique individuals and then they connect to each other like I get from to... all walks of life yeah. from all different backgrounds from all different states and that'd be the thing i'm the, the most proudest of is that to play you know and it's not because of me but like we played a part in that and facilitating an environment and atmosphere where people feel comfortable to be themselves and talk shit and share stories and like there's no judgment here and it's just a very it's a free place to be where people are just nice to each other and we share the common goal we just want to like you know, be healthier and happier and like have fun along the way. It's pretty cool. I'm very proud of that too. Yeah, it's got to easily be it. Last one real quick. Uh, what's one, what's the most valuable piece of career advice you've ever been given? You can go. Um, you know, I don't know if it's the most valuable piece of career advice. I would always just remember Pat would say, you get paid for done. And uh, it's a real simple phrase, but the way that I always understood it was you can have a lot of ideas and you can dream and you can talk a lot of shit, but you don't get paid until you actually do the work, until you actually create the product or the, the program and you actually serve people and actually help somebody. So we get paid for done, not just presenting you, hey, here's our 47-day transformation. Well, here's how we give it to you. Here now you're in it, and here's how we're going to help you change how you eat, change how you train, change how you think about your life, and then actually help people see that they can live this you know, badass life. I always looked at it like if I got paid for done, when people actually bought into it and, and stopped drinking as much and started eating better and started you know, training, you know, every single day or multiple times a week and they're not sitting on the couch anymore so when he would say you get paid for done i'm like well what can i do you know that's not just an idea in my head what can i do to actually help somebody and that's you know i guess kind of drives all the decisions we make here like i can have all the ideas in the world but i actually have to go out and put you know pen to paper if you will and actually put the the pieces into place so people can you know get on the right track I think for me, it's like, don't just settle, always challenge yourself to learn, you know, educate yourself, network, um, reach out to mentors, um, and just because, and be patient at the same time, because it's like, okay, I've had four different jobs with the company I'm currently with, and to get to those promotions, it's like, 
yeah, maybe the first job I had to suck it up because it was like an entry level position and it maybe it wasn't like my most favorite job, but I got to put in the work, improve myself and be patient because knowing that if I do good work and constantly learn and evolve and grow, then I will be ready for the next opportunity that presents itself. And, um, and then I just kept doing that. So if you're looking to like grow in your corporation, I just feel like you need to constantly be proactive um, and just work hard in your current position, but utilize your network and um, make sure it's still hard for me to promote myself and not me and even <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but even with my company to celebrate my wins and my successes, it was like, I don't like having all the shine on me. I don't like being center of attention or feeling like I'm bragging about myself. Um, but you have to, but you have to like in, in, in life, you have to put yourself first at times. And if you want to get ahead, then you have to, um, don't be afraid to, celebrate yourself and let people know it because if they don't if you don't they're never gonna know no you gotta be your biggest fan you gotta because be your biggest so, it's so always. competitive and there's gonna be all these other people that will steal your shine because they're willing to put themselves out there and I think that was like a huge learning experience for me over the years yeah honestly I think that's the best piece of advice anybody could give you have to be your own Advocate. advocate yeah you have to be your, your biggest fan you have to be your loudest cheerleader you really do i can't tell you again and i'll give this to any young fitness person any entrepreneur out there anybody who wants to work with brands or do anything do you know how annoying i am to some of these people like i can promise you and monica could tell you this because she would be here when we we're doing deals with people how i will harass these guys to get exactly what i want and tell them here's what i need and here's why i need it and here's what i'm worth to you guys because if I don't do that, nobody else will. I'm out of, you know, regardless of what people think or believe, like, because my name is on the building and the podcast and the shirts and all this stuff, like, I don't want it to be about me, but I learned early on is like, well, if I don't make this, you know, about me and share my stuff, like, all the time, 24-7, 365, nobody will notice it. Nobody will see it. This thing will never grow. It will never exist. And it can't be here because nobody's going to be talking about Jeremy Scott Fitness if I'm not screaming it from the mountaintops. As crazy as that sounds, and still when people ask, like, what's your business called? And I say it, and they look at me like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, you don't understand. I had to do it this way, and I have to keep doing it, and I have to keep my and mouth it's in the paid microphone. off. Like, gosh, who would have thought 10 years ago that online branding yourself, personal branding, using on all of our resources online and social media platforms would be killing it in 2020? It's like... By doing that, you've set yourself up for success because you didn't care what people thought back 10 years ago. And now you've been able to capitalize on it and help other people because you were able to completely sell yourself. So the takeaway And what your service is and what you have to offer to others. So I would say, A, don't care what people think. And two, be your own best advocate right off the gate. I think that's good. Boom. I got about a minute left. You good? Yeah, I'm just reading my um, Scorpio horoscope today. Oh. Is it a good one? It's actually really long. 
Oh, we can get to it in another episode. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and a little bit different. And a reminder, 47daytransformation.com, 13 days left to enroll. If you're interested, hit me up for a small podcast discount code. Happy to share it with you guys. And uh, yeah, I'll check in with you guys later in the week for sure. So thank you, Heather. Appreciate it. Have a it. good rest of your Sunday. And uh, until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.